What is happening in Ashbury? Is that revival a real, true revival? And how do we even define revival? Brothers and sisters, I'm excited tonight here to come on live with you to just discuss this thing that is happening. It's, it's all over the news. It's all over social media. Everyone has an opinion. Um, but I want us to look at what is the Bible say about God moving upon his people? What are we to expect? What are we to get excited about truly? You know, uh, I just a few weeks ago, we had an amazing event called Rise Up in Missouri, and there was amazing, incredible things that happened. Some of you have heard about that. And we had people praying for one another. We had youth praying. We had youth um, even saying prophecies. We had baptisms and casting out of demons. And people at the conference went to the streets and, and prayed for people. Like We had something that resembled what you could argue was a, a kind of revival in the hearts of people, a hunger in the hearts of people. And three days after that event, there is something that happens here in Ashbury in uh, Kentucky, where suddenly what started with a small uh, uh, chapel service at a university ends up becoming a national event where people are driving far and wide to even coming out from other countries in order to attend. And there are now thousands of people on the campus there at Ashbury. And we have skepticism on one side from some. We have excitement on the other side from others. Today, we're going to look at some testimonies on the ground from people who are there. And we are going to look at what the scripture says about this. See, look, I, let me just say, start off by saying I understand skepticism to some extent. I know where that comes from, at least I, I understand that there's you know, I'm a, I don't I'm not for uh, this, 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 this desire to manufacture something, you know, like revival is not something we as people can can do like, OK, we're going to have revival. We need the Holy Spirit to direct it. The Holy Spirit needs to make it happen. The Holy Spirit can can move through people in order to bring that about. But it's not it's up to him. Right. And, and so. I think it's important for us to have honesty regarding what God is doing at events like at Ashbury and excitement also for what he is doing. That is very important. And for us to have expectation of what is prophesied to occur in our day. And, you know, what is that expectation? You know, uh, some people say that there's no end times revival. There's nothing supposed to like that. Where is that in the Bible? Well, no. Yes, there is a falling away prophesied to occur in the last days. But but Peter quoted Joel and he quoted and said in Acts 2, 17 in the last days, it shall be God declares. Is it the last days? He says he declares, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Sons and daughters will prophesy. Young men see visions. Old men dream dreams. That sounds like revival to me. And so if our expectation is for God to do something, let's look, keep our eyes peeled for it. But is this it? I want to start off by just looking at one testimony that I found something that happened there just recently. I want us to look at this um, testimony of one of the students or one of the one of let me say one of the youth who came from a six hour drive to attend this. And this is what he found. We've been crying out for revival in our city. We've been learning about revival, but I've never seen it. 
I didn't even know it was real. I'm like, they're, I'm just sitting in class and they're telling us all these stories on college campuses and then going across the nation. And we're like, where, when is this going to happen? And then they lock you in a prayer room and you're just like, hey, you got to ask for it. And we're just sitting there like, God, I'm asking. What, what does it look like? And then all of a sudden, my friend Jaden says, dude, if Jesus just localized himself and just sat his throne in a room, how could we not drive six and a half hours to go see him? And we get here. And we get here, and it was like complete, we get here at like 6 a.m., and it's completely silent. And I'm like, well, um, is this revival, God? And uh, we walk upstairs, because we're kind of nervous. We're like kind of shaking already. We didn't get any sleep. Just their terrible road trip partners. They both fell asleep. I drove most of the way. But besides that, we go upstairs, and there's people like sleeping, and we're like, so this is revival, God? No, cool, this, this is awesome. And then chapel starts and immediately we just see people flooding in. And God said, revival isn't hype. It's ordinary people who are hungry. It's ordinary people who are hungry. hungry. And he said, Gage, I'm gonna need you to go to the altar. And I'm like, I don't wanna go to the altar. <laughs> and he's like, go to the altar. And I go to the altar and worship starts. And he's like, this is revival, look left. And I look left. And there's this young college woman getting prayed over by an older woman. And he says, look right. And then there's this young guy praying over an older guy. And he says, look behind you. And everyone's just raising their hands. And he said, Gage, this is revival. It isn't hype. It's ordinary people crying out for a move of God in our generation. And I'm here to talk to everybody in this room who is hungry. What an honor. What an honor it is to be here. Revival's real. It isn't just a story we've heard about. It's come. And it's not just come here today, but it's about to spread out to the nations. It's about to spread out to the United States. And I'm here to talk to every young person in this room. I just gave my life a year and a half ago to Christ, and it has been the greatest thing I have ever done. I left everything, and I'm here to talk to every young person in this room. Forget the job, forget the girl, forget the guy, forget everything. He's worthy, he's worthy, and I'm here. And I'm just saying, oh, it's such an honor. If you don't feel that joy inside of you, I don't know what's going on. It's real. Amen. I love you guys. <laughs> Come on, praise God for that, guys. You know, this young man, a year and a half in the Lord, just came to faith a year and a half ago, and he's crying out with his heart, and he says, it is the hunger. He says, the Lord spoke to his heart. It is when my people are hungry. That is what sparks revival. And that is, and you know, for me, it's just like, oh my goodness, that is what I have been saying for so long, is the, the hunger for God's Holy Spirit is what is increasing in his people. And that is happening. That is what has been my experience for, for outside of what is happening in Ashbury. That is what we are seeing. That is what we saw three days before Ashbury started. And that happened in a different state. Like it's not even connected. Like there's something that's happening by the Holy Spirit. And at our event, the youth was what was making the event what it was. The youth was being impacted deeply. They were being set alight and on fire. They were praising God more than anyone, more than the adults in the room. They were singing praises late into the night when the adults wanted to go home. <laughs> Forgive me, mom and dad. I'm just, you know, making a point here that the hunger that God is 
is putting in the youth is just incredible. Now, I want us to uh, have a look at another one here. I spoke to my friend Tyler Lance. He's at the event as well. I believe he's actually uh, on his way back here soon. But I, I want him to just share with us a little bit about what the atmosphere is on the ground there at Ashbury. Uh, here we go. And I saw him also posting on Facebook just about a filled house of 1,500 people with this picture. And and it's just amazing. So I'm inviting him on with us here just to get his impressions of the atmosphere of what it's like to be there and what's really happening. Yeah. So here at Asbury and the Hughes Memorial Auditorium right now, right behind me. And um, it's been really crazy. We got here yesterday and stayed up till like three o'clock at night and been here all day. Hundreds and if not thousands of people are coming here from all over the United States. Um, even I just heard recently people are flying in from other countries right now. But there's about 1,500 people behind me um, in that building right now worshiping. The atmosphere is um, it's really it's really powerful because it's not there's not really a speaker. There's not it's just orchestrated with just simple worship and people pressing in. And I just literally came out of there a few minutes ago and hundreds of people raising their hands. And um, I really believe God's shifting something in this time right now. And a lot of seeds of revival are being planted in people's hearts. Um, but it's, it's been amazing. Also, I'll say like denominations, many denominations here. Um, I've seen Mennonite, I've seen Amish, I've seen um, even Catholic, I've seen Baptist. I'm actually I was just talking to a Baptist guy and um, seen charismatic. And so there's there's probably 20 or 30, maybe even more than that, of different denominations. And they're able to come together and worship the one true God together. And so it's just been amazing to see that and to be a part of it and get a taste of it. Um, doesn't mean, like I said, we're all on the same page theology-wise, but everybody's being able to go into the building and lay everything down and just seek the Lord together as a group. Mm. I mean, it looks, from what I've seen, you know, it looks humble, right? There's no smoke machines. There. There's no, no. you know. Um, and, you know, it makes you wonder, like, and that's kind of the, if I may use the word strange, about what's happening here because, you know, what is really attracting people to drive across country? Because, I mean, even you drove far. You're from Missouri. Yeah. So, like, why are people driving this far? Like, what do you think is driving them? I I think people, especially in this country, but worldwide, but are just, they're hungry for a move of God. They're hungry to get even set free. They're hungry to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so people are hungry for something real. They're kind of tired of just religion and, and, and plain things, and they want something real. And so people are coming. Leaders are coming. I'll tell you this. Leaders are coming. Um, there was a leader here yesterday. I mean, he has over a, like a million followers. He's a massive guy in other countries. He came here, drove all the way through the night just to be here. They're not going on the stage. They're literally standing and sitting in the, in the audience just worshiping and pressing in themselves. There's no leaders going on the stage. Simple worship, all being led by a majority of young adults. It's incredible. I mean, I'm right here beside the parking. They're parking in yards and people in grass areas. There's You just go out here and read the license plate and literally, I wouldn't doubt there's probably every state 
represented here. I mean, people, I just ran into someone who came from San Antonio, um, just ran into him. So people are coming from 18, 20 hours. What would you say to people who are looking at this? You know, I've just been looking at some of the chatter uh, online and, and a lot of some people are looking at this and they're, they have a little bit of a pessimistic outlook on this. Um, they're saying, well, we've seen this before. You know, we've had quote unquote revivals before, but nothing really changed after that. You know, what would you see, say to someone who's, who's looking at this kind of with this skepticism? Yeah, I would just say like, man, we have to get out of the way and allow the Holy Spirit to work. But I, for me being here, I mean, there's been many different things. Like I said, there's there's been some street ministry, um, pastors that came here shouting from the streets because they disagreed with this and they end up getting kicked off the campus. So they're like standing by the road shouting their message. And, um, you know, yeah, I might agree with their, some of their message, but like probably not really agreeing with the method, the way they're handling the things. But it's simply, I believe, it's planting seeds, I believe, of hunger in people. So we might not be seeing full-blown revival of what we really want to see in people, you know, repenting and baptized and becoming disciples of Yeshua. But I believe what we're seeing is seeds of hunger for revival in people's hearts, and they're being able to go back home. And in the coming days, I really believe we're going to start seeing things, and people are going to start coming to other events and other where they're going to receive full breakthrough. And so that's what I really found there. And they're really guarding this. I'll tell you that the leadership is really guarding this. Like I said, they're just trying to keep it simple with some short testimonies, um, prayer and worship. And so, you know, some might say, hey, well, where's the pastor's teaching and all these different things? And I totally understand. But I really believe actually what's happening here is, is seeds of revival being planted, seeds that are um, in people that are hungering for God more. And maybe this might not be the full breakthrough for them yet, right. but it's seeds that are by I mean literally thousands of people are coming here and there's I mean 1500 people in there right now and there's probably I don't know if you can kind of see behind me but there's at least three to four hundred standing in line there's another chapel right across the street that I just walked in they're completely full with about 400 to 500 in there they opened up a second chapel right down the road here and they have a third chapel available if there's that many showing up and so thousands of people like I said are coming from all over the United States. Well, I like what you said, you know, maybe this is even something that's a cry out for something bigger. You know, a yes. you know, because especially the I love the youth being there because it's the youth and you know, brother like yeah. we've talked before and we saw this in our event we just had a week or so ago in Missouri. You know, the youth are are hungry and they're also kind of tired of the way some things have been done in the past and they just want like the re legitimate relationship and intimacy with Holy Spirit and the Father. Uh, so yeah, I think that that's probably what's happening, right? There's this this cry out to the Father's throne room right now from all the youth. And man, like I would be careful of us being like pessimistic and just skeptical about that because I think that there's... Yeah. It may not look the way that we want it to, you know, as people, we want things to look, oh, we want to see this, we want to see that. Yeah, I want to see a lot of things. But at the same time, like, I'm excited because I can't deny that something really different is happening there. And the Holy Spirit is certainly drawing hearts. And, and every real revival, if I could use that term, Every real revival has really always started with something like this, a crying out 
uh, of the people of God for a revival. A God, we need a change in our land, in our in our youth, in our adults, and everyone. Lord, we need you to pour out your spirit. Like that has to be where everything begins. And and it does seem like that heart posture is certainly there in Ashbury. And it's giving them hope um, because it's really, you know, in our country especially, we've really lost hope in a lot of different things. And, and it's giving a hope because he's returning and he's bringing back a massive amount of hope. And, and so this is a glimpse, a little taste of it. Is it perfect? No, but that's okay because we're, we're trying, we're working towards that. And that's, that's the goal, that's the heart. It's, but I think the big part, what I just amazing to see here is just the humility, the love and the humility. And, um, and things are happening. Things are happening slowly. Um, we just ha we have to be patient. We're living in a fast food country where we want things instant. And you know, as like when we grow up, it takes maturity, and so things will mature. And I, I think I've already heard like this is bounced to two or three other colleges now. I think one in New York a little bit, and another one maybe in Kentucky. Um, but it's already kind of bounced around to other places where they're just coming and just worshiping the King, and so. Um, I don't know. I can't, I can't condemn that. Like, I, yeah, we perfect. No, but I can't condemn when people are wanting to come and worship and cry out for revival. And I also agree like what PD was saying that, that like the young people are hungry. And it's also amazing because the older people have been interceding for this generation for a long time and have been spending years and years and years just crying out for a move of God to happen in this generation. And I believe we're on the cusp, you know, not to put any time date on it, but we're on the cusp of seeing a move of God happen in this generation because we need it. We need it. They're, the hearts of this younger generation has been stolen, have been taken by the enemy, by technology and different just evil things. And it's time for restoration is time for breakthrough and it's time for holiness and righteousness to go forth amen thank you brother for coming on and just sharing with us all that's totter from ashbury i just uh, wanted to add there you know he said it's time for holiness to go forth and you know what's so awesome about that is i remember in that ashbury hall it says holiness unto the lord that is basically the 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 banner that is in that sanctuary if you want to call it that and and that is what God is calling his people to this holiness. You know, I love it that this event is, is so nameless. Like, you know, we know where it is happening, but there is no big ministry that is going to take credit for this. And, you know, I love ministries and I'm part of one. You know, God uses ministries. God's built. God builds ministries. Amen. Um, but and he, he institutes leaders. Amen to that. But at the same time, I believe in, and I spoke about this last week on my live stream last Friday. We spoke in detail about how I believe this next move of God. And this was before I heard about Ashbury. <laughs> this big move of God is is going to be one that is not going to be uh, about a ministry. It's not going to be about building something for someone. It's going to be a cooperation of God's people different ministries working together. Amen. But it's to build his kingdom, a integrity move of God, a holy move of God, a move of spirit and of truth. So brothers and sisters, uh, you know, there are many states that, as Tyler said, represented there. He's talked about all the number plates. And I think that this is similar. It reminds me of Acts chapter two in some ways. You know, if you if you think about what is a true revival, you know, you know, the, the Bible doesn't that's a word that we've kind of 
we've as people we use this word right revival this word is not necessarily a a a biblically defined word easily but i do think that if you look at what the scriptures say about things of that nature the most obvious revival is one in acts 2 because god's people uh, at that moment right is is really in need of a revival you know yeshua has been raised from the dead but now there is a need for the revival of having the holy spirit revive their souls and that's what happens in acts 2 to the many nations and it is because of that very thing that god decides to do a gift of tongues in that um, in that room, right, in that place in Acts chapter 2 that's poured out. So we have the spiritual gift poured out. We have many nations it's poured out on. And we have the gospel preached. We have repentance follow. We have 3,000 get baptized. And it follows with those getting baptized now going into the the highways and byways, the corners of the earth as it is today, preaching the gospel. And I think that, you know, we when we look at these elements at Ashbury, we are seeing repentance. There are, I don't know if you know this, but there are deep repentances happening. People on their faces and knees, repenting of their sins to the Lord, renewing their relationship with God. Things like that is happening on the ground. There are other things happening too. And like Tyler said, though, it's not like, oh, we want to see this. We want to see that we want to. But I'm not going to be the gatekeeper to be like, well, it's not a revival until this and this and this and this has happened. Man, when I see the youth traveling six hours plus to a place, a, 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 a an old building, you know, <laughs> instead of going to a rave club, instead of drinking with their friends, instead of the typical things that students love to do, I, and they're doing this and they're staying there for, this has now been, I mean, how long has it been? It's since the eighth. This has been more than a week now that this has been going on. So, you know, at this point, if you don't want to, if you want to, what do you want to call this? You know, there's something that is happening there. And, and as Tyler said, this is, I, be, I believe, the beginning of something deeper. Uh, and Acts chapter two, that revival, if you want to call it that, was really something that started long before that day. The Acts two revival started in Yeshua's heart years before when he was discipling his disciples and their hearts birthed a revival. Yeshua birthed revival when he was with the Samaritan woman at the well, speaking about spirit and truth coming. He he had revival being birthed everywhere he went. Revival can be an event like Ashbury. It can be an, an event like what we saw at Rise Up. It can be something that God does. But revival ultimately is can be in the middle of a Walmart as well. The revival is supposed to be something that isn't just an event. It's something that's supposed to now change us to the point where we become temples of the spirit, bringing revival everywhere we go. So I'm absolutely and let me say it. I'm against the social media passive pessimism, uh, pessimistic attitude that that many have of just criticizing, criticizing, criticizing. I have nothing to criticize when God is clearly moving. I want to read this testimony to you. Uh, this is something that I found uh, a, a, a testimony of someone who was there. This happened somewhere in the last week. There was someone who had a demon uh, manifest at this event. And what happened is because of just the event and, and the nature of it, they called 911, right? They, I, I think it may have been, and you know, I, I'm speaking of, I can't say for certain. So, you know, I'm just going to take a, a shot in the dark here. I'm not really sure what happened. 
but I know of what I know. And it sounds like, you know, it's it looked crazy. Like when someone manifests a demon, it can look a little scary. And so they call not people were calling 911 because they thought that there was something medical happening. Okay, so that's that's understandable. And so the the the, the medical people, you know, uh, come in and they they're trying to help this lady uh, get their get her out of there because they want to administer whatever is needed to her. But on the way out, there's another lady who walk past this and recognizes that this is a demonic manifestation. Now, let me read it to you. I this is a, a testimony from a, a third party who saw all this take place and says, I went yesterday and witnessed a girl who was having a seizure of sort. Medical people were all around her. And then all of a sudden, a woman came down the aisle praying in the spirit in tongues and yelled out in Jesus name. The girl screamed, the girl who was having the seizure, screamed really loudly, and then suddenly her seizure stops. She then got up and looked like she had no clue what had just happened, and she was suddenly normal. I screamed Jesus so loudly. It was absolutely amazing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I pray this revival goes out and spreads like wildfire. So we are seeing things happening. We are seeing demons being cast out. And I don't know, you know, that's probably something that's pretty strange for a lot of denominations. Right. But we just even in the midst of that, we are seeing things like that happen. And so I. I would like to I think, yes, we should judge by the fruit, right? We should be looking honestly what is happening here. But add what we are with what we're seeing in terms of the the at least the short term things on the ground. Now, there is good fruit happening. Oh, my I mean, goodness, absolutely. There's good fruit happening. And then we have to have a long term, you know, outlook on fruit as well. Yeah, fair. You know, people have said we we can't say this is revival yet because we need to figure out for long term what happens. And I, and I respect that. I understand, like, is there going to be lasting fruit? Um, but but I want us to remain hopeful. Like, let it, let's remain hopeful, because, you know, when someone comes forward in a church service and they're like, I want to give my life to Jesus, I want to give my life to Yeshua, I want to. And, and they're and, and you're the pastor and you're leading them to 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 Yeshua, right? You're not going to be like, well, if you're truly converted, we will see in six months if you actually bear good fruit. Like, you know, we're not going to do that. We're going to be like, we're going to be excited for them. We're going to be excited for what is God is doing in their hearts now for the repentance happening now for the movings of the spirit now. And and fair enough, that person may one day fall away from God completely. It's happened. There are people have said, I, I, I come to Jesus and then and then they fall away. We we don't like it when it happens, but it happens. But yet, even though that risk is there, we don't we don't lose hope and we don't we're not any less excited for that initial what that that fruit, that initial repentance. We need to have that same outlook at what God is doing in Ashbury, because absolutely there will be good fruit. There will be other things. Maybe there are people there who may fall away. I pray it never happens, but maybe something like that does. It doesn't change what God is doing presently. And so I rejoice in what he is doing presently. So let's praise God for what he is doing. You know, I, I just just a story here quick. Uh, I remember when I was a child, I was a young child, right? And, and I remember going to this church camp in South Africa years ago. And and, you know, it was a, it was 
one day, you know, there was a youth pastor there and he, he, we, he took us outside and we just worshiped the Lord and out of nowhere comes this thunder and lightning. It, it was, it was, the weather wasn't bad, but suddenly as we start worshiping, in the midst of it, thunder and lightning is happening. We're under like this shelter, but we're outside and there's thunder and lightning and the Holy Spirit comes upon the youth and I'm part of, I'm one of them, you know, and, and I remember after that, looking at my friend and be like, wow, what was that? Like all of us felt the tangible presence of the Holy Spirit. And and I don't even know if the the youth pastor ever realized how that impacted someone's life like mine. I was absolutely impacted. Me sitting here before you today, I was impacted by that. And and he may never even know and realize because it wasn't that the signs of revival may not have been even as prevalent because it was I'm sure all the kids were just quiet, just quietly like it at Ashbury, just quietly, repentantly in their hearts coming to the Lord. And, and wow, God, you're here. That's really what's happening. There's just this quietness. There's some worship, humble worship and quietness. And man, like, how can I? criticize that if I know that that was of something like that that really changed my life and was a revival for me. So, you know, uh, I just uh, uh, tonight, you know, we, we, we're just keep, we just keep this going. Like I want to share another uh, some fruit with you, you know, just another thing of, you know, regarding that rise up event we had three days before the Ashbury revival started. Uh, we have had uh, this past weekend now on Sunday, people who are at that Rise Up event in Missouri that that we had uh, come and they they orchestrated their own outreach to go into the neighborhoods and highways and byways. And I am so incredibly excited to have heard about this because this just shows what happened in their hearts. And I, I'd like to uh, Aaron and Crystal Stevens, just to take a moment here to, and share with us uh, some of that. So I'll have them on here. Um, thank you guys for coming on. We, we had been praying for divine appointments and just that the Father would lead us to the right doors. And um, a friend of mine ended up going up to this family's door and and offering them groceries. And the woman was visibly touched. You know, she was just like, wow, you don't even know how much this this means to us. And um, as they continued to visit and talk, they um, the story kind of came out that, you know, her husband was super hard worker, but just through a number of circumstances, hadn't been able to get much work lately. And so they were really struggling financially. And they had actually just gone to church that morning and were driving back. And um, the husband had been really struggling and just saying, like, it feels like we're, God doesn't even see us. Like, and the woman had said, we just need to have faith. And he had kind of shut her down and just said, it doesn't work that way. You know, he was just really struggling. And so then, you know, my friend shows up on their doorstep with groceries, like a few hours later, and they're uh, both just like, uh. and, and later on, you know, the husband was crying and just, really touched and convicted about yeah. just not having that mm -hmm. trust in the Lord, you know? And so it was just a really cool opportunity, um, even for the team that was ministering to them, just to, like you said, when we step out to bless others, they get blessed, but then we get blessed in the process. And so I think for everyone involved in that, um, it was just really powerful just for them yeah. to be able to pray over them and just 
just see how the father had just so divinely orchestrated that. And even down to the kids, you know, like my friend had told her son, who was a similar age to one of their kids, like, okay, you play with that boy so that we can talk with the parents and pray with them, you know, person involved in like keeping their kids happy. And when they were leaving the, the, the other family's kids were like, oh, you're my best friend. I want you to come to my birthday they party and you know the kids are all connecting and ministering to each other as well and so it was just this beautiful thing oh thank you guys so much for sharing i'm gonna have uh, aaron and crystal have the uncut you know a discussion that we had i'm gonna be we're gonna be uploading that probably here next week or so so stay tuned for that but you know i am so just excited about that because they were going into the streets they found this and and saw this fruit for themselves and they are super excited about that and and i'm excited about that because this is the fruit of what of what god is trying to do in his people he's trying to birth something new in them i have another testimony i want to share here before we uh, start ending off this tonight i'm so excited and i want us to pray at the end of this just regarding everything that god is doing here um but I want to share this other testimony as well here that we received uh, just today, I believe, from someone. And, and this just shows you this is happening all over. This isn't from someone in Michigan. This message I'm sending you, I'm, I'm quoting them, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm reading it here now. This message is in response to watching a video, Breaking the Bonds of Egypt in Your Life. This morning I had a very disturbing dream before I was to get up. I immediately prayed but felt a spirit of temptation over me all day long. The hardest temptation in a long time. And I, it was to indulge again in vaping. What I felt was the need for nicotine. This is a habit I have experienced. I wanted to go and buy one. However, the Holy Spirit told me to watch your video on breaking the bonds. Every word I spoke, every word spoke to my heart. When you mentioned about the bread of heaven not being good enough for us, what that really touched me. So Jesus is not enough. I need nicotine. Then when you prayed at the end of the presentation, you mentioned other areas that I have been freed from. It reinforced the spirit of God in the room, and I felt a new anointing of the fire of the Holy Spirit in me. The temptation has left me. It is gone. gone. I have been praising Yahweh. Thank you. Thank you. Shalom. Shalom. So, brothers and sisters, I don't know. I don't know what's happening, but I know what I see is God is doing deliverance all over the United States and in other countries right now. There is something that has shifted, I believe, and I don't fully understand what it means for us. But all I know is what I see and I am excited. Are you going to be excited with me because you're going to be either an, an someone who's like in on this, like God, make me here. I am. Send me as I'm saying. God, here I am, send me. Or you're going to be someone on the sideline pointing, pointing a finger saying, well, they're not doing this right and they're not doing that right. There are going to be things that aren't always going to be perfect because we're all learning. But it's important for us to have mercy, grace, humility and the hunger to see God's people come in. Even if we sometimes know things that they don't know. See, brothers when I was praying about all of this that's happened, been happening, the Father's been speaking to my heart and saying that some of my people have closed their eyes to revival. They're closing their eyes to it because a part of their hearts is angry and hurt 
at the world. You see, we can easily fall into what Jonah fell into. This idea of even if we're sent by God to proclaim repentance, we're like, well, God, I don't even want them to come to repentance, actually. See, deep-seated hurts because of how we've been hurt by the church or 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 whoever it is in the world even not, not even in the church but maybe in the world whatever we've been hurt we and many of us carry around hurt and i understand the traumas and hurts that we can have but at the same time let's not let that allow the enemy to use that to keep us back from what god wants to do the freedom that god wants to put in his people you cannot become a vessel used for revival, a vessel of revival, if you close your eyes to revival. The, the Pharisees who came against Yeshua, their error, one of their errors at least was, they closed their eyes to the revival that was happening in all of Israel in their day. They closed their eyes to it. And they even blasphemed the spirit so much. That was how far they kicked against the revival that Yeshua was bringing around in the dry bones in Israel in his day. Who will you be in this story that is being written as we speak? Because truly, truly, I say to you, we are living in a time that is that is a time that Moses dreamed of, a time that Peter and the apostles dreamed of, a time of the pouring out of the spirit of the Lord. And we are closer to his return than ever before. What will you do in this time? What will you do with this responsibility? What will you do with the spirit of God that Yeshua died for you to have? I want you to please join me now as we enter a time of prayer and and I want to even challenge you to go and start fasting maybe this next week about everything that God is doing, because we need to be drawing near and asking, crying out for more, not not nothing, but more of what he is doing now. So, Father, I pray, O oh Lord, for everyone, Lord, I thank you for everyone who's joining me in the chat here today. And if you're in the chat, I want you to just go in there and write, just write. Yes, Lord, we need revival. Go and write that. Yes, Lord, we need revival as we cry out to him together. Uh, Father, we need revival, Lord. We need you to come and heal our land. God, we need you to come, not just in Kentucky, Lord, not just in Ashbury University, not just in Missouri at that Rise Up event that I praise you for, Lord. I praise you for all these. But Lord, we don't just need it there in these two states, Lord. We need it in New York, Lord. We need it in Oklahoma, God. We need it, Father, in Michigan. Lord, we need it in Tennessee. We need it in China. We need it in Japan. We need it in all of Asia and in the continent of Africa. We need it in Israel. God, we need it all over, even the far reaching islands. God, we need revival, Lord. And Father, I pray, God, that you would come. And Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in the students and in the youth. But Father, I pray, Lord, that you would continue to do this. Lord, we need you to do this, Lord. We we are hungry, Father, for you to to pour out your spirit on this this lost and dying world. Lord, we need you to revive this world, Father. Father, we need you to come, Lord, 
and heal the sick and you empower your people to be healers of the sick spiritually, emotionally, in every way. Lord, we need you to, to restore your authority to us and in our hearts, the knowledge of the, that authority to cast out demons. Father, we need you to restore baptism back to us and what it really means. God, you need to come and put repentance in the hearts of people. Father, help us to become ministers that call repentance out everywhere we go. Father, we need you, Yeshua. Yeshua, at the end of the day, Lord, we don't want to just go from event to event or even just from revival to revival. This is not just about chasing after hype, God. We need, we want to chase after you, Lord, your presence, Lord. We want you to be manifest in our homes, in our churches, our fellowships, and on the streets and in the darkest places of this world, Yeshua. Just like you went there, Yeshua, and you change places, use us to change places. Father, I especially pray right now for the youth, Lord. I pray for the youth to be to have their eyes opened to this revival, that their eyes would see if no one else. Let them see what you are doing, Lord. Let them see that your spirit is tangible and real and that you want to use them and that you are raising them and that you're calling an army, an end times army of youth. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that even when Satan and just has instructed Pharaoh to kill the babies and as he's trying to kill the babies today, kill the youth today, by throwing them in the river. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you come and you cry out, let my people go. Father, I thank you that you're raising Moses, you're raising children, putting them in baskets, and you are going to birth them into this world as warriors to bring your people out of bondage. Father, I thank you, Lord, for bringing revival in Egypt all over again, like you did with Israel. Father, I pray, Lord, I say, God, come and do it again. Do what you have done again in the name of Yeshua. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, I want to just thank you so much for joining me here today. I see Amanda in the live chat. Amen. Yes, Father, Father, we need revival. Prune us, refine us, bring us to our knees in repentance. Send us out. Hallelujah. David and Natalie Schmidt says, yes, we need revival, Father. Uh, Ruth said, cover this nation in every four corners of the world. Mike says, yes, Lord, we need revival. I guess I'm not alone in this. Amy says, yes, Yes, we need it. Kathy says we need your leading in Northwest Arkansas. Amen. Uh, uh, Diane says the young folks group at uh, Masai New Life Tabernacle in Indiana is meeting for a retreat. Please pray for the Holy Spirit moves in their hearts. Amen. Let's pray for that to happen. Uh, uh, Amy says raise up these children. Tim says prayers to my sons to open their eyes to Yeshua. Amen. And prayers to all the parents, their children who needs their eyes opened in the name of Yeshua. Amen. 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 Uh, David Saibaram says, Hallelujah. We ate some spiritual food and we no longer needed nicotine. Hallelujah. God is setting people free. And Lord, I pray, Lord, for people in the chat today who are addicted, people in the chat today who will need healing, people in the chat today, people who are listening today, Lord, who need deliverance in their families from demons. Father, who at whatever they need, Lord, right now, God, I thank you for your Holy Spirit to come into their households, Lord, and bring deliverance and freedom right now in the name of Yeshua. We command every unclean spirit to leave. We, I thank you, Lord, for healing. We command bodies to be made whole in the name of Yeshua, Father. Father, I thank you, Lord, in the name of Yeshua. 
Amen. So guys, thank you so much for joining me in the chat today. May the Father bless you and keep you, shine his face upon you, lift up his countenance upon you, give you his shalom, his mercy and grace. Um, please join me again live here next week. Text Yeshua to 94000 to get a notification when we go live again. I'll see you guys in the next one. Let's pray for this.